0: We are bringing back the Lombardi Trophy to Philadelphia. The greatest fans of the world have their Super Bowl.
1: Hello and welcome back to the British Eagles podcast in association with Passyunk Avenue. Yes, that's right. We have a podcast partner, but more on that later. A bit of a peek behind the curtain, I'm recording the intro after I've done the interview with today's guest and it was a great decision. The interview with Forth & John's E-Rock was probably my favourite interview so far and we've had some amazing guests and great chats. But my catch up with E-Rock has just put me in a different place mentally. He was insightful, he provided us with behind the scenes knowledge of 4th & John that he hasn't even shared on his own podcast or anywhere else. But before we get to that interview, three quick points to make. The first one, the British Eagles membership is live, so check out the membership page on british-eagles.co.uk for more information. The really cool benefit of signing up at the minute is you're automatically put into a draw to win a signed at Dallas a Philadelphia Eagles ball, so check that out. And also, we've launched our Facebook page. Now I know what you're thinking, what took you so long, why weren't you on Facebook before, blah, blah, blah. Well, the simple answer is this, we want to do things properly. We don't want to just launch ourselves here, there and everywhere and then the quality suffers because we haven't thought about it properly or we haven't got the right resources. At the end of the day, everything we do is for you fans right here in the UK and Ireland. And if our name is going to be against something, you'd better believe it's there with the aim of bringing you all closer together and helping you feel closer to the team that you bleed green for. So make sure you go over onto Facebook and like the page there, which is British and Irish Eagles. At the top of the podcast, I mentioned this was being brought to you in conjunction with Passion Avenue. For those who don't know, Passion on Avenue is a Philly-themed dive bar in London. Yes, you heard me correct. In London, there is a Philly-themed dive bar. Words don't do this place justice, so just go and check them out online. And we're going to have some cool stuff in the coming weeks in terms of giveaways from Passion on Avenue as part of that po- partnership. Right, that's the housekeeping done. Now onto the main event. Sit back and enjoy as we catch up with the founder of 4th & John, E-Rock. So, back on the British Eagles podcast is the mighty Erock. Erock, thank you so much for joining us again.
0: It's a pleasure to be back, my friend. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Now, I wonder how many times is it before we can refer to you as a friend of the podcast? How many times have you got to come on? What's the official line?
0: Oh, I, I thought we were buddies after the first one, bro.
1: Not oh, perfect. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I mean, you had to be I mean, on like three, alone, five, we, ten times. We, we,
0: well, you know, I I thought the last time I was on that we kind of shared a moment because I, I think the cops were involved last time I was on your podcast. I, I think I was getting pulled over and had to call you back.
1: Yes, that's right. Correctly. Yeah, so technically this is a third call.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. So yeah, we've we've had once once it's like me, you, and the cops get involved, <laughs> then then we're buddies. We're 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 buddies for life.
1: Excellent. Sounds good to me. So when we last spoke, since then you've Partnered with NBC, that mm-hmm. first season came to an end. But you've now got a second season of NBC in the pipeline. So just take us right back to the beginning. What did the partnership with NBC? How did that come about, and what that what did that mean for you and Fourth and John?
0: Well, the the partnership with NBC, they reached out to us prior to the two thousand an 18 season, uh, wanting to kind of reach out in the podcasting, looking to develop new avenues um, as far as streaming goes. Uh, if you if you notice, just, you know, as, as my partner Gail works at Viacom with Nickelodeon and MTV, you know, anybody that's in the television business will notice that a lot more of the content is going towards online, digital, on demand. And so if, you know, these networks really aren't, paying attention to that or giving that any credence, uh, you know, five years from now, they'll find themselves, you know, almost with an antiquated product. Um, TV ratings as, as a whole are are going down to, to streaming apps and streaming services and digital content, so on and so forth. So they reached out to us, you know, we were a podcast with some, uh, some street cred. We, we kind of built it from the ground up. We, we did our own thing the way we wanted it to be done and, and built a very, Loyal, I would say loyal audience um, and they brought us on for the season. Uh, the partnership for the 2019 season isn't uh, I might have been a little uh, quick on the trigger. there isn't official yet. we're working towards a couple things. so um, so but we're looking forward to the partnership for 2019 if it should come to that. if it does not, uh, we look forward to just going back to our old show and you know doing our thing.
1: What did when the partnership started? What changes did that mean for for you and Forth and John? Did you obviously there was no swearing, but what else was there?
0: Oh wow, these are loaded questions. I didn't realize I was walking into this one. <laughs> okay, what well, what well, you know what we've never discussed it on our pod, so might as well discuss it on yours. Um, the the, the changes obviously you got to clean up the product, um, for the audience and. You know, we 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 got some pushback on that from from some of our listeners, but but to be honest with you, if if you're not listening because we're not swearing anymore, you really weren't a fan to begin with. Uh we've had just as many people come to us and say, "Hey, listen, it's it's nice to listen to your guys' show in the car with my kids now." You know, what I mean, so I don't have to, you know, listen to it by myself because you guys aren't swearing or You know, being inappropriate in any way, shape, or form. the the real the real struggle was cutting down. Wow, you're going to get all the inside stuff. Was uh, (laughs) really cutting down on some of the NBC wanted the 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 show to be shorter, so we had to cut out some segments. uh, One of which was around the league where we talked about you know different stories or topics going around around the NFL. The other one was the Twitter questions and the phone calls. So they wanted it tightened up to like 40 minutes. It was an hour and a half. It was a 90-minute show. They wanted it tightened up to 40 minutes. We said there's no way that's possible. Um, and so we, we kind of settled on between 50 minutes and an hour, trying to be still be as interactive as possible. And honestly, that's the hang-up that we're dealing with with NBC right now is, you know, how do we stay true to our brand and ourselves? How do we evolve it without changing it? that's the key area that's going to be towards the partnership in 2019.
1: One of the things I noticed as the season progressed was your intro changed from What's Up Philadelphia to Here We Go. Was that NBC-driven or was that what was going on in the season-driven?
0: Damn, you are hitting on all the talking points that that I've never discussed openly. This is a really good interview. Uh, to be honest with you, the what's up, Philadelphia thing, I wanted to change after the first, uh, after the second season, I was just sick of doing it. Um, I thought it was a little, you know, it it had its place. It had its time. I felt it kind of got a little played out. Um, and plus if I didn't nail it perfectly, um, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the show, at least for me. Like if I didn't nail that, that intro, if there was a little hiccup in the screaming or if you know I felt like uh, you, you know it wasn't long enough that that affected me the rest of the show. So I can't have an intro that's going to you know that the the quality of the intro the rest of the show hinges on. that's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And also too, like it got to be eerily similar to what Go Birds was doing. Um, okay cuz cause cuz cause if you listen to to Barchard and Go Birds who by the way have been nothing but supportive of what we've done at Fourth and John you would think like like podcasts and and, and uh would look at each other as competing for listeners uh i'll say that the the Barchard and Seltzer and the guys over there have been nothing but supportive of Gail and I of what we've done on on Fourth and John and we've kind of gone out of our way to make sure that nothing that we're doing is biting off of what they're doing. I did come up on the, with the intro on my own, but you know, listening to go birds, you're like, God damn, that's so similar. Like that's such a similar intro. So almost in, in paying respects to them, I I was like, I'm going to knock this intro off. I'm going to, I'm going to figure something else out because I don't I don't I don't ever want to be in a position where those guys think we're trying to copy off of them. And that's more of a respect thing than anything else.
1: Okay. final question on the podcast side of things. The intro music. Keep
0: keep them coming because these these are things that I don't think I've ever openly talked about. So feel free to fire away. at them.
1: Okay. intro music. Are we going to get a new uh, song from Piccolo?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 him and I have already been in contact about it okay. when he, when he approached me about, uh, cause I didn't, I didn't know of, of him or his music. So when he initially approached us about doing the intro music for season one, um, no season two rather, uh, cause season one, we had a different intro, um, um, you know, I kind of shrugged it off. I was like, Yeah, if you want to put something together, like, I don't know. Listen, I'm a DJ too, so how many times have I had people come up to me while I'm DJ and be like, Yo, play my track or listen to my mixtape or you know, just uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, and then I heard something that he did for another sports station in LA. I was like, Okay, this guy's got you know, some some bars, he's got some talent, we'll see what he comes up with. And then when he came with, to us with the first intro, I was blown away. I was like, Holy shit. This, can I curse on your podcast, by the way?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, <laughs> good. I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's got talent!" And uh, you know him and him and Gale and I have have grown a great friendship. So yeah, he's already on board. We've already done, discussed the new intro for uh, for the next season.
1: Wow, I can't wait to hear it.
0: Yeah, it's it's always good. I mean, he always he puts in he gives us updates. So like, he goes into the studio. He's got a rough beat with his producer. And he sends it to us and then he sends us the vocals and you're like, yeah, it's, but like the finished product is just so mastered and digitally like constructed so well, like he, he knows what he's doing and it's amazing.
1: Do you ever get stopped walking around Philadelphia by fans of the podcast to have a chat with you? Uh,
0: yes, yes. And it's always, it's, it's strange when it happens. Uh, I, I am incredibly humbled when it happens. If, if, uh, well, I was just at the tattoo convention, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia tattoo convention, which is one of the biggest ones on the East coast. And, you know, three, three or four different people stopped me or, or stop by, you know, where, where I was going you know, where I was getting inked up and, uh, you know, wanted to say hi, just wanted to chat a little, you know, Philadelphia Eagles and, 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 you know, maybe take a picture and, you know that's always that's always so humbling to me because I'm 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 literally just some dickhead with an iPhone like that that is it I'm I'm just a guy who goes to the games who's a season ticket holder who decided to start sharing his experiences with people and um you know maybe who's a, who's a little well versed in, in in talking uh, about or, or communicating about the Eagles you know in a certain type of way and then people people dig it and people want to stop and talk to you and say hi. And I always try to, you know, take time out for people and, 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 you know, talk to, ask them about their, like, what do you think? Like you hear what I think all the time. What do you think about Nick Foles situation? What do you think the Eagles should do in free agency? What do you say? Th- do you think Brandon Graham's going to be back or should he be back? So I always make it a point to not only, you know, take time with those people, but ask them their thoughts, you know, so I can keep fresh on, on, on what I'm hearing. You know, does that make sense?
1: No, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Now you mentioned you're a season ticket holder, um, mm-hmm. and one of the areas I want to explore with you is being the f- that that fan in the stadium as it's all happening. Now we are looking to organise a group trip from the UK out to watch a Philly game in 2019. But I'm oh, also that's awesome. yeah, it, w- it will be awesome. Um, but I'm also looking to help people who are here in the UK looking to make the trip out there as an individual, so not necessarily as a group. So. Mm-hmm. I just want you to paint a picture of the fans who have not been out there and help those who have already been out there to sort of reminisce about their time in philly so let's say it's a 4 p.m sunday kickoff that's 9 p.m usually over here in the uk what's the week in philly like leading up to the game are people excited is there a buzz in the in the city what's it like
0: well, usually Mondays and Tuesdays are spent reacting to whatever just happened. So, if they lost, you know, Monday Tuesday is is our opportunity to bitch and moan and complain and and, and piss and whine about what happened. Uh, if it, if it's a victory, it's it's Monday Tuesday you take the opportunity to relish in that victory and kind of celebrate it, and you know, all high fives. And then usually by Wednesday, the focus is turned to the to to the upcoming opponent. Um, Football season, really, th- th- this is a football town. I know that, you know, the Sixers and the process uh, are, are going through something amazing and, and the town's all Sixered up. Uh, the Phillies are trying to get Bryce Harper right now, so that's commanding a lot of time on Sports Talk Radio and the conversation in the newspapers and on the streets and at the bars. Um, the Flyers, you know, the Flyers will always have their, you know, fiercely loyal following. Um but when football season happens, this is this is a football town. I mean, and I think any of those other fan base you know, fans in any of those other three sports will will cop to that, too. Like, look, this, this is obviously an Eagles town. So it dominates the conversation, uh, the barroom conversation. Uh, you know, you're walking down the street. It's all go birds. Um, I have plenty of recommendations to those people that are traveling like like, first of all, it, it, would you like them?
1: Oh, absolutely! I've got a whole list of questions for you on recommendations. So you fire away.
0: Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect! I was hoping that's where this conversation was going. Um, First of all, wait until the schedule comes out and see exactly what time and dates the games are. You want to try to catch a game in September, October, sometime when it's warm, so you can enjoy the tailgate. All right. If if you're traveling in November and December, you know it's potluck. You don't know what's going to happen. It could be snowing. It could be raining. It could be cold. It could be miserable. Nevertheless, you're not going to enjoy the experience as much in November and December as you would in September and October. Try to find – you mentioned the 4 o'clock game. So you, you threw out there like what about if it's a 4 o'clock game? 4 o'clock games are always the best games. We rarely get them because normally there's a West Coast opponent. So 4 o'clock or, or a big matchup. So I think Eagles Vikings was a four o'clock game, you know, so, something um, last year, something that's, you know, big rivalry America's game of the week where Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling it. It's got to be a bigger game because you, you got to understand like one o'clock games. We I'm up at four o'clock in the morning to be there um, uh, by five between five and five thirty because gates open up at, at around six, six thirty. So it's an early morning. And so like normally people start rolling in sometime between nine and 10, but we pack up the tailgate at like noon to get into the stadium. So if it's a four o'clock game, uh, you get a lot more tailgating. You get the ability to kind of wake up cause there's, especially for you guys traveling over from the UK, there's a little bit of a, not so much a jet lag, but I think you guys are what jumping behind at that point. So, uh, so it's just more, you wake up, you have the opportunity to kind of settle in, go to the tailgate, enjoy the tailgate for a full four, five, six hours if you want to, then go to the game. Eight o'clock games are an absolute shit show, all right? Um, they're fun. They're very rowdy. Everyone's been drinking all day. Uh, <laughs> it does tend to get a little bit sloppy. That's where more of the legendary moments come from, Um so if you're down for partying, make it an eight o'clock game, Monday night football, Sunday night football, although Monday night football and Thursday night are a little weird because the tailgate doesn't get really popping off because uh, mm. people are at work. They got to come back from work and then go to the game. Sunday night football is an absolute shit show. If I would recommend anything, it would be a 4 p.m. game. Sorry for the long winded response, but you got your, you're honestly, dude, you're asking like so many good questions about stuff that I've always wanted to talk about, but never really had the opportunity.
1: Good, well, hopefully there's some more questions coming up now, comparing the September October time to November December, one of the thought processes with' going for a November game would be that the team are sort of in full swing they've They've knocked off that rust from you know September October time. What are your thoughts there
0: yeah but 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 let's take this year's Eagles team, for example, like in November. We were, we really hyped up in November. Oh, we were hyped up in September. We were hyped up in October by November. We were looking around at this team, like what the F is going on? Mm. You know what I mean? So like we were, we were, we were down, uh, granted December, it ramps back up because you had the Texans and you had, you know what I mean? You had the, the giants coming back into town and, you know, Nick Foles comes back in and all of a sudden you get that, but we, you know, we narrowly missed the damn playoffs and we knew it in November by November. We knew we were, we were in trouble. So, all of a sudden, you would do like, let's say that's a repeat season, like, or it plays out like, you know, one of the last seasons of Chip, or it plays out like one of the last seasons of Andy. By November, you're like, God, this sucks, you know? So, so try to make it a September, October, because even if you're 500 in October, there's still, hey, you know, there's still a lot of hope. There's still a lot of buzz. But if you're completely shit in the bed by November, it's more of a, you know, you go, you're already walking in the stadium angry. You don't want to do that, especially traveling that far.
1: So pregame, there's tailgate options and there's non-tailgate options. Talk me through the tailgate options that there are. How do you get involved with tailgates?
0: Well, t- I mean, honestly, you could throw your own tailgates. There's some tailgates out there that charge, like Green Legion. They, they, they charge, but they also set up like food and beer. So you pay a price. They have a confined area. They have a DJ go there, you eat, you drink what you want and go to the game. Uh but but I really like just and that's how I started doing the tailgates is really just walking around the parking lots and that's what I would recommend to all the UK fans. Like don't confine yourself to one area. The beautiful thing about the way South Philly Sports Complex is set up is that everything is all close to each other. It's not like that in all cities. So people are, park, people are partying in the Phillies lots to go to the Eagles games. People are parking in the Wells Fargo lots, which is Sixers and Flyers, to go to the Eagles games. People are parking in Jet Row lot, which is a restaurant warehouse where all the restaurants go to get their shit uh, to go to the – so, I mean, it's, it's just a giant area, and every parking lot is like its own little neighborhood. And even within, within F lot, you know, there, there's – little neighborhoods of people that you've all been tailgating with for years. F1 is different than F2, you know, a different crowd than F2. Um, but what I would recommend is, listen, don't spend your time. Obviously, come to our because We have a good time. Of course. But, but spend a moment to walk around. Really soak it in. See the different things that people are doing. There's somebody in F2. I mean, I try to sneak over there. Take a break from my own tailgate because they got a DJ drummer set up. I don't know if you've ever seen the DJ drummer set up, um,
1: but it's right. absolutely
0: an amazing performance. It's a, it's a DJ and then the drummer's drumming along with it, and it's phenomenal. I'll, I'll take 15 minutes escape from my tailgate just to watch them do their thing. So my recommendation to you would be don't be bogged down by a paid tailgate or – even my tailgate, or even throwing your own tailgate, take a minute, trust me on this one, just take a minute to walk around, your feet are going to hurt, doesn't matter, You just soak everything in.
1: Okay, what about other do's and don'ts? Now, this could be ticket-related, yeah. it could be, you know, where to be at, you know, when to get to the toilets and things like that. What are the do's and don'ts for, for during the game day?
0: During game day, you want to get into the stadium, I would say... Uh, an hour to an hour and a half early. If you wait, you're standing in line, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, am I going to miss kickoff? So try to get in there an hour um, to an hour and a half early. If you want to catch Eagles warm-ups, that might be the closest that you get to the players for that specific game. So the south side end zone, the end zone that faces 95, the end zone that faces all those... um, hideously ugly solar panels that are facing the highway. Um, that's the end zone where you can catch warm ups and, you know, you know, get, you know, close enough to take some pictures and be able to hear what they're talking about and, and see how big they are. So, so definitely take advantage of that. Uh, the bathrooms do not wait till halftime to use the bathrooms or at the end of the period or or at the end of the quarter period. I'm I'm watching hockey right now, Uh, or, or the end of the quarter, you know, try, try to, Try to sneak in there um, you know dur- during a quarter. Otherwise the lines to the bathroom are just atrociously long. And again, you're gonna miss stuff. So so get in the stadium early. Don't wanna miss the national anthem, you know, the cheerleader performance, the drum line performance, don't wanna miss warm ups. because um, that starts to get your, you know, your blood flowing. That starts to get the the mojo going. Um, don't try to hit the bathrooms at halftime or get food at halftime. You're going to end up missing the second half kickoff. So just try to, try to be there in your seats as much as possible. Um, as far as do's and don'ts, one of my biggest pet peeves is the, um, the fight song comes after the extra point. I was trying to, I know when, when you guys had the game in London, I tried to, you know, post a video like, Hey, this is what we do in Philly. Don't do that, or you know, do this over there. Don't do X, Y, and Z. Mm. The fight song comes after the extra point, and let's go Eagles! Clap, 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 clap is not a real thing. That's not. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> a I didn't real, hear I it know. at Wembley
1: once, so we're fine.
0: Oh, thank God! Thank God! That drives me absolutely bananas. But I mean, that, that's some do's and don'ts. Unless you had some another specific question about
1: something. Just the post game. So what happens after the game?
0: Uh, what happens after the game is uh, a lot of different things. If you can get into Xfinity, uh, try to get in there. It's always a good post game celebration, Xfinity live. Uh, a lot of times we'll just hang out by the car and kind of, you know, not set up another tailgate, but uh, you know, we'll talk about the game. What happens? It's different with me and Gail. Cause me and Gail have some like media obligations that we have to do or some fan interviews or we got to go here and film this or we got to go here and do that. So uh post game, we, we've mainly focus on that, but if you can get into Xfinity live, like that's a real good part to get into.
1: And how do you get into that? Is it just a case of first come first serve? Do you have to buy tickets? First
0: come first serve, but it, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. If you wait too long, you're not getting in. So if you, you know, soak up the moment you watch them, you know, the, the post game and they all kind of, you know, do their prayer thing or, you know, talking to media cameras, whatever. And then they all go to the, and then you decide to leave. You're already too late. So it's almost like literally when the clocks strike double zeros, if you don't have one foot out the door, you're not getting into Xfinity Live. Um, so that's kind of up to you guys because you might want to soak in that post game stuff. You know, me, I, I, I see it all the time. So I have no problem. Like two minute warning, the Eagles are up by three scores. All right. I'm already making my way out of the stadium,
1: you know? Okay. Moving away from the Eagles playing, we're in Philadelphia. What are the things mm-hmm. that we should be doing as a tourist, but also to have that authentic Philly experience?
0: I I always encourage. I get this question a lot, and I encourage people to do the touristy things. You know, what I mean, go climb up the Rocky Steps, take the picture. You gotta do it. Go visit the Liberty Bell. Go see it, take the picture. You gotta do it. Um, the one thing I will say, if you're looking for that, uh, like authentic experience, you want to visit South street at least one, one time, preferably at night. Cause it gets a little rowdy there. Go to either Ishka Bibbles or Jim's on South Street and get yourself a cheesesteak. Do not go to Pat's or Gino's. Okay, the 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 ones with the bright lights and the ones that you see all the TV crew and all the cooking shows. They go to Pat's and Gino's with garbage cheesesteaks. Do not eat those cheesesteaks. They're they're a terrible representation of what a cheesesteak should be. Granted, when you're drunk at three o'clock in the morning, it hits the spot. <laughs> but if you're looking for the real deal, Jim Jim's or Ishka Bibbles on South Street. Go down there, do a little shop, and just kind of soak that in. And also Old City. I mean Old City is kind of where the Liberty Bell is and it's it's a lot of bar restaurant, bar restaurant, bar, bar, bar restaurant, bar restaurant. So um, you know, taking some of the some of the cuisine, some of the sights, sit outside. Like I love in the summertime being in Old City and eating outside. I don't I don't know why I just get such a biggest kick out of that. You know, it's kind of like old timey Philadelphia. You kind of feel that historic thing, but also the weather's beautiful people are walking their dogs, you know, you stop, you pet the dog. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a great scene in the summer.
1: Sounds like we should be doing a year round trip to Philly rather than just flying out for one game, but I'm not sure how how that would go down with the, the respective families.
0: <laughs> I, I hear. And sorry, these, these answers are so long winded. Again, you're just asking so many questions that, that I've always wanted to talk about, but people don't normally ask. So this is fantastic. I'm enjoying
1: this. Oh no, the, these answers aren't long winded at all. This is exactly the information that we need. Now, I've got you on the podcast. It would be remiss of me to not talk about the Eagles off season. So what do Uh you want them to do?
0: Well, uh, first and foremost, I, I really want them to do everything in their power to explore the opportunity to tag Nick Foles. And I know the first day of, of, of tagging opportunity by NFL teams was yesterday. Nick Foles wasn't tagged yet. I mean, there's a window. That's why it's called a window. Um, I I really think they should explore every opportunity they can to gain an asset for a quality quarterback like Nick Foles. We've talked about this uh, on our podcast. If you look at the free agent market out there, um, you can now cross Joe Flacco off the list who was to be a potential free agent. Um, the free agent class is led by people like RG three and Gino Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Basically it's a, it's, if you're in need of a quarterback in 2019, you're in a shit place to be because there's no free agents out there. They're all literal definitions of journeyman quarterbacks. And even in the draft, although I'm not a draft guru or draft Nick, like Gail is, um, I, I know there's only going to be like a couple of quarterbacks in the first round. And this is not the NFL draft of Wentz and or, you know, uh, Andrew Luck and or RG three or, or Cam Newton. Like there's no, that there's no clear cut number one overall pick uh, quarterback scenario out there. So if you're in need of a quarterback, you have very limited options and, In my opinion, you know, it's a supply and demand. The supply isn't there, so the demand should be higher. There's going to be a handful of teams out there looking for a veteran quarterback that think they can win now. Um, And that happens every year, but this time there's a limited supply of quarterbacks. And Nick Foles is clearly head and shoulders above any other option out there on the market in the draft or in free agency or via trade. So I really hope the Eagles can leverage that in some way. It's going to be tricky. It's not easy. It's not, you know, just snap your fingers, you trade them. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out. But, man, if they can just get back something for a quality quarterback, it would be a shame to let somebody that qualified with those sort of credentials just walk out the door for nothing.
1: How aggressive do you think Howie Roseman is going to be this offseason?
0: I don't think – much. I mean, the Eagles aren't in great salary cap.
1: Uh
0: shape. So the expectations for all Eagles fans should be like, look, they're they're going to sign maybe one or two B tier free agents, so maybe a couple C tier free agents. You know, they get they got a lot of people coming off the like this is a pivotal offseason, especially for Howie Roseman and uh Joe Douglas and, and the and the entire scouting front office staff. Because look, you know Howie nailed it for the Super Bowl season. He brought in all those veterans for dirt cheap. Um, They outplayed their contracts tenfold, um, and helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl. When you think about guys like you know Legarrette Blount, Patrick Robinson, um, you know trading for Jay Ajayi, signing Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey, I mean that was a that was how it that was that was peak Howie right there. That was peak Howie. And then they tried to work the same formula the following year. And a lot of the aging veterans or the veterans that they felt sentimental about bringing back didn't, it just didn't work out this year. So that championship window can close just as quick as it opens up. So we have a lot of veterans and a lot of guys who probably will not be back in Eagles green in 2019. And so how, especially now that you're on a significant budget, how do you replenish that? Um, I would I I would set the expectation for Eagles fans of like look, they've got eleven picks in the draft right now. I believe it's eleven picks. Don't quote me on that. Hopefully more if they can trade Nick Foles. But they should be looking to replenish through the draft with young, cheap talent, especially with Carson Wentz's, you know, uh after rookie contract looming. That big one's looming. So they need to clear cap space mainly because of Carson, and then replenish with younger, cheaper talent.
1: Okay, now I put a tweet out before uh, the the podcast saying, are there any questions? And I've had a couple of questions come in. So even though NBC have knocked it from your podcast, we can still do Twitter questions on mine.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, I love it.
1: So I've got one from Sean Purvis who says, what made you start up fourth and John, and what's been the key to making it such a successful tailgate?
0: That 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 is a great question. Oh God, I love these questions, man. I'm 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 gonna try to come onto your show more often, dude. You're a great <laughs> interview, and these questions are are phenomenal. So so it was the the question was what made me start fourth and John, and and what makes it successful?
1: Uh, yeah, the tailgate in particular being so successful.
0: Oh, all right. So what made me start fourth and John? Like I've been doing um social media for the Philadelphia Eagles since 2008. Uh, you know, just kind of recording videos and you know making preview videos and at the, you know at the game days, just sort of piecing things together, trying to find a way to 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 share my experience as an Eagles fan with not only Eagles fans across the country, but really Eagles fans across the world, such as yourself. And so very early on, I I graduated with a marketing degree um, from Rider University, and literally day one of of college was you know, create a mission statement. Well, what's a mission statement? The mission statement is is your core purpose to what you're doing. And, and always, if if you, ever you have a question of what you're doing is right or what you're doing is, you know, useful, look, look back at that mission statement and ask, is this action, you know, supporting this or is this action not supporting this? And if it's not supporting this, it's not worth your time. So my mission statement from day one, that's just how I'm pre-programmed to work was to, um, to 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 sh- to bring Eagles fans across the world as close to their team as I know they want to be and as fortunate enough as I am so my purpose was really just to just not not so much opinion but just to kind of share the experience make you feel like you're part of it give you an inside look of what it's like because you can watch it on TV you can put the posters up on your wall but but are you getting the authentic experience? And for so many people, had, that answer was no, just because they're distant. Doesn't mean anything to their loyalty. Doesn't mean anything to their fandom. They could be ravenous fans, but the fact is they're just not getting that, that taste of what's happening that day and in that moment. And that's a shame because I know they want it. So with the YouTube thing and the Twitter thing and, and, and all all my platforms, Facebook, whatever, I, I always try to – Hey, listen. This is what's going on right now. When when uh, when Periscope was invented, it was great because I could show you literally the tailgate as it was happening or player uh, introductions, which you guys at home don't get to see. You don't get to, and and I take it for granted. I'm like, yeah, that's player introductions. We see that all the time. Well, there's only ninety thousand people experiencing that in the stadium. The rest of them guy, the rest of everybody else is just waiting for the broadcast to come on. You know. So I try to share that when they do fly Eagles fly in the stands I try to share that. So everything that I do is really to just try to share the authentic Philly fan experience with people who I know want to be there, but, but just, just aren't. Um, And I think that's what makes the tailgate so successful is because most of the people at the, I mean, I grew up tailgating. That's just, you know, there's legends of V rock being born in a manger somewhere at a tailgate. You know what I mean? Like that, (laughs) like, (laughs) But so so again, I take it for granted. It's just what we do. That's how, that's how we roll. But then I, as we started fourth and John, you know, we realized like, okay, a, a group of us small friends are tailgating, but let's try to bring more listeners. Let's try to bring more people in. Let's try to make this like the podcast is one thing. Let's try to really just bring Eagles fans from different walks of life and different cultures and different ethnic backgrounds and It's just all different people who are wearing the same shade of unique green. Let's bring them together and let's 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 get this little like family going. And and I'm really proud that that's the way it turned out. I mean, if you follow me on social media, um, you know, the people that are at the tailgate, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the videos and they're tweeting out videos. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback, positive feedback that I get that I always take to heart whenever I meet one of those just to circle back around to the original uh, your first question. One of your first questions is one of the best piece of feedback that I get from anybody who stops me on the street or meets me at an away game or, you know, at an airport or whatever is like, hey, man, I love your stuff. It makes me feel like I'm there. Perfect. If that if 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 I can do that mission accomplished, if you can feel like you're part of it or 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 you're there, my goal, my mission statement is is a success. So, and again, the thing with NBC is we're going to circle back around and take a look at that is, is what NBC suggesting or was what NBC offering going to match that mission statement,
1: you know? Wow. That was, that was so insightful. Thank you so much for that. I think that was one of the, uh, the best answers you've given all day. And you know, that, that says something because some of the stuff you've been coming out with is, is brilliant. Thank you. The second question I've got is from Alex Giles. And actually you mentioned that the uh, people stopping you at away games. And he asks, what's your favorite road game to go to and which one haven't you hit up yet that you'd do if it makes the schedule? Uh,
0: But but the nice thing about the upcoming schedule is is, like last year was a big pain in the ass because it was New Orleans. I mean, that's way down south. It was LA again. That's way, you know, across the country. There was no close games for us. Like this year, I mean, we are absolutely stacked with a plus away games. First of all, you got Lambo. and Lambo, I don't care if you're Packers for, I don't care what team you rep uh, Lambo should be on your bucket list. You know, it's, it's the most historic stadium in the NFL. Um, so, but it, it's in green Bay. So it, it, it's, it's cold as, anything there. So depending on the time of year, I'm looking at it. Like I just suggested you guys should look, I mean, if Lambo's in December, forget it. I'm not sitting on those cold ass bleach metal bleacher seats in the middle of December in green Bay. Forget it. Uh, if that's a, if that's a September, October game. Oh, but absolutely love to um, love to go there. Uh, we have Atlanta this year with that brand new stadium that they just played the super bowl. in. I, I, I really want to see that stadium. They got Miami. What's not the love about Miami shit. It's Miami, you know, uh, let alone the football game, the weather, the women, you know, why wouldn't you want to go to Miami? Then there's Buffalo. I always felt a, and again, Buffalo, I'm not trying to get there in December, forget that. But Buffalo, I always kind of felt a kindred spirit with because they're known for their tailgating and I'm just dying to have somebody put me through a table like Bill's mafia. Does. <laughs> like, like, I know it sounds silly, but I'm, I'm really like, I'm excited about it and, it, and it's within driving distance. So, uh there's a lot of quality away games. Uh, as far as the ones that I hit up regularly, um, yeah, MetLife stadium where the giants play, don't let anybody tell you otherwise it's a gorgeous stadium. It might look like an air conditioner from the outside, but the inside is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's a gorgeous stadium. It's so well built and it's, and it's, uh, it, it, it's such a nice place to watch a game. FedEx field is an absolute trash hole. Um, Believe all the hype you hear about that one. That place is an absolute shithole. Uh, although we did, had a wonderful time there last year, uh, last season. Remember that game? It was the last game of the season. We didn't know if we were getting into the playoffs. It was all Eagles fans. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, But yeah, there, a, if, if I'm going to pick one or two away games, just, I'm definitely looking at Lambeau or Miami
1: next year. Now, the Fourth and John podcast is taking a break for a few weeks to give you guys a chance to recharge. But obviously, people can still follow you on social media. <laughs> yeah. What are your social media handles? How can people uh, get in contact with you online?
0: Uh, fourth and John is just at Fourth uh, A N D John J A W N. Uh, they can follow me at the Mighty E Rock. Uh, we, you know, our uh, we try to we try to spread we try to encourage people to follow Fourth and John on all different platforms of social media. Because what we post on Twitter might not be the same stuff that we post on Instagram, might not be the same stuff that we post on Facebook. So I really try to, like, diversify the content throughout the platform. So, you know, follow it on Twitter or or at 4th and John, Instagram at 4th and John, Facebook page 4th and John. Um, YouTube-wise, a lot of the 4th and John podcast videos are on my YouTube channel. So that's youtube.com slash the Mighty E-Rock, M-I-G-H-T-Y-E-R-O-C-K, as well as, um, you know, at The Mighty E-Rock on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff.
1: So there you have it. No excuse not to get in touch with E-Rock online. E-Rock, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute blast having you on, and some of the stuff you've um, shared with the fellow fans over here in the UK is is absolute gold for them.
0: Dude, I, I, and I'm and I'm not, you know, trying to fluff you up here or anything like that. This has been one of the, better, I would say, uh, like interviews that I've ever had, because you hit on questions that I always wanted to talk about stuff with NBC stuff. Why do we do what we do with fourth and John? Um, You know, traveling Eagles fans do's and don'ts. I mean, you hit on so much stuff that I've always wanted to talk about and never had the opportunity. So I'm very thankful that uh, that I had this opportunity to talk with them, especially with you.
1: Oh, excellent. I mean, last time we had the exclusive of you getting pulled over by the police, this time we've got exclusives <laughs> of NBC and what Eagles fans should be doing. So, no, all the thanks to you.
0: Oh, man. Awesome. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, things are a little bit soppy towards the end of that podcast, but I don't care. I think you'll agree that that is one of those interviews where you could just hit repeat and listen again and again. If you don't already, make sure you check out Fourth and John on social media and sign up to their podcast it's essential listening for any Eagles fan and e Gale and Hollywood Hearn, they genuinely bring something completely different to the Eagles fandom world. And I'm certainly not leaving it another year to get him back on, so expect E-Rock back on sooner rather than later. In the podcast and the chat with E-Rock, we talked about a group trip to Philly. As you know, we've teamed up with Touchdown Trips to put this group trip on and there's a dedicated page for this on the Touchdown Trips website where you can register your interest. So head over, hit the blue button and send the details across. And then over on the British Eagles website, we've got a section dedicated to flying to Philly. So whether you're looking to go as a group or an individual, I want this page to be your first port of call to help you make that trip to Philly memorable. So there's information on there, there's podcast interviews that are being added to all the time, so check that out. Finally, please hit subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. We want as many Eagles fans here in the UK and Ireland to find this podcast and they're only going to do that with your help. We've got more great guests lined up, so stay tuned. And until next time, fly, Eagles, fly.